So Samuel, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Great to have you here, man. It's a pleasure to be back, Jim. It's great to hear all about the business building warriors and all what you're doing. I've been following your podcast closely and there's so many real life cases of success using your proven Amazon course uh, formula. Yeah, well, thanks for the shout out, man. Certainly appreciate that. A good way to get the episode rolling. A little shout out for the for the pack course. We're here today to talk about repricers and you guys are the company that I use personally in my account to reprice for our replens business. And I want to spend some time diving into the Be Cool story. So just take it away. You know, Tell me a little bit about your company and let's get into who needs a repricer and uh, even do some training. So let's go, man. Absolutely, Jim. So Beacle was founded in 2011. So we've been in the business for more than 10 years. And we're also in the invite-only Amazon Marketplace of Open Council. So we're on top of all the new updates, including there's some new APIs that are coming soon for the people who who aren't familiar yet by July 31st. And uh, we've actually been a repricer for over 100,000 sellers on Amazon. And we collect billions of data different data points, especially using AI. And we have repriced billions of dollars. And the name Be Cool, you know, what, what does it stand for, right? It stands for Business Cool Solutions, for people to scale up their business and to help them streamline their Amazon business so they can grow and get to the next level. Well, I'm sure there's people who didn't know that, myself included. I couldn't have given that eloquent of an answer as much as we've worked together. <laughs> But at least maybe we can start pronouncing it correctly, those of us who say it wrong in our head. So be cool. I love it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So, you know, not everyone needs a repricer. So I think a good thing we might do to frame the conversation today is this is one of those rare episodes that may not be for everybody. Although I'd argue that eventually you will need a repricer if you're growing and scaling, uh, especially if you're going through the training the way that we teach Amazon sellers in our community. We start 99% of our students with the replens model. And we'll dig into that. But why do you need a repricer? What does it do for you? Just you know, hit us with the basics before we get too deep into this. Now, this might be a refresher for some of the audience here. But the way that Amazon operates is um, you have one ASIN and there could be many, many sellers on the same ASIN selling the same products. And that's how Amazon is organized. So there's a buy box there in every listing or ASIN. And uh, the lion's share of the sales, maybe 80-85%, comes from that buy box. So there's all these different variables that goes in when you're winning the buy box. You know, it could be your fulfillment type. It could be the shipping, the shipping time that you have. It could also be the price as well. There's so many different factors. So it acts like a black box of, you know, how do you win the buy box? But at Bequal, well, we believe we've cracked the code. And we know that the most important factors are the fulfillment method, maybe the selling price, and also your shipping time as well. So those have the highest degree of impact when you are when you're repricing. And you know we've taken all those considerations into our AI model uh, to help you to get better buy box win rate, and as a result, get you more profits for your business. That's a great. That's a great recap. And not to dive into the weeds too soon, because I know you've got some great content and training for us here, but you just said one of the top three most important factors is shipping time. And I want to make sure I understand why you've included that in your list. Here's my understanding, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but let's say there's three FBA sellers. There's one on the West Coast, one in Central United States, and one on the East Coast, and we're all priced exactly the same. 
And a customer near me in central US is shopping for that ASIN. They're more likely to see me because I can ship it to them faster in the buy box. They're more likely to see me show up in the buy box. Is that correct? Is that what you're saying when you say the shipping time? Because with FBA, the only variable is how fast Amazon's going to ship it out of their warehouse. I don't control that because once it's in FBA, and, and, and we all know FBA wins the buy box more than merchant fulfill typically. So talk me through that. Am yes. I wrong on any of that? I actually agree, agree with you. And the way that it works is, let's say um, there's all three of them are all FBA sellers. And then so when you're shipping the product, you can decide which Amazon warehouse you're shipping it to or whether you want to ship part of it to this Amazon warehouse and part of it to another Amazon warehouse. So one of the concepts is whoever owns the buy box, it could be different. So maybe you are in Indiana and the person who's on the East Coast who has shipped it to a closer Amazon warehouse using FBA, of course, they, if, you know, given all things are the same, the price is the same, they have a faster shipping, then Amazon will actually give that preference to that seller. But in most cases, right, there's other factors that comes into place as well, like the seller rating, for example, what's the positive, like there's other more minor factors as well. So almost no two sellers are exactly the same. Uh, and sure. from all the data that we've seen. It's really hard to do apples to apples. And in my example too, I want to make sure to clarify, I'm saying I don't mind sitting in a warehouse in central United States at Amazon's warehouse. And, you know, so we're all using FBA. Obviously I can't control the product at that point. It's in Amazon's warehouse. But I was just curious if you guys had uncovered anything there. One of the tips we give people, I think that this will make sense to you, Samuel, is we say you want to be in, once you've got a winning ace and you want to be in a bunch of warehouses if possible, because you're more likely to win the buy box if you're in a warehouse near where the customer lives when they place their order. You're more likely to win the box. Have you guys seen that to be true? We've seen in general terms that um, if you're an FBA seller, you have a big leg up because you're using Amazon's warehouse, right? And then if you're an FBA seller and let's say for this region and you send the products to the regional Amazon hub for the warehouse, then in those cases, for those audience, they're more likely to appear in the buy box. Yeah, but every scenario is a little bit different. Yeah, so uh, we we've seen different scenarios. Uh, but as a general, you know, if you're using FBA, uh, you have a much higher chance. And the reason for that is because for Amazon, for them to ship the product from a warehouse that's closer, uh, it's going to be lower cost to them than if they're shipping from somewhere that's far away, and also be faster as well. Their logistic costs would also be lower. Yeah. So for your advice of you know spreading out your products, definitely you can you can follow that. That you guys are the experts in in uh, running the Amazon business. Yeah, yeah. We've certainly seen that. You know, some people have a, a winning ASIN and they send in three or four at a time to one warehouse, and it, they feel like oh, it's dragging. And you can do some great stuff if you spread it out and, and send in twenty or thirty and spread them across multiple warehouses. So not to dive off into the weeds too much, but. I'm learning as we go here too. So I'm excited. So just so we're super clear on exactly what a repricer is, I don't want to lose anyone. Maybe we've been obvious at this point, but okay, what is a repricer? What's it do exactly? So what a repricer is, you're able to set the mins and max of your price. Yeah. So when you list a product in Amazon, there's your price. And a repricer, it changes the prices on your behalf. So it automates the repricing. So you need to set the min price and the max price and then set up a rule. And the min price and max price will act as safeguards to protect your profits. 
And then the price will fluctuate between those two limits according to the rules that you have set up. So it really depends what you want to do. You could have more sales or you could have higher profits. It's, fine. it's trying to find the right balance in order to maximize the total net profits that you get into your account. Beautiful. And, and not everyone needs this. And, and we're speaking to a lot of students who maybe are in that first month of learning the replin system and they've got five or 10 or 20 products that they found. Do they need a repricer or, or, or what point would you say? And I know how I answer this question, but I'm just curious, at what point do you guys typically recommend someone invest in a repricer like Be Cool? We typically recommend people to invest in a repricer uh, maybe when they have about 100 SKUs. Yeah, when yeah. they're taking a lot of time you know, doing the manual adjustment themselves. And in some cases, you know, from even 50 SKUs, if they have you know, high ticket items, if they have products that are higher costs. Uh, because if you reprice, let's say you have 100 listings and you're able to get a dollar more or $2 more from each of those listings per month, then it's going to cover your investment into a repricer uh, over and over. And so then it makes business sense to get a repricer and you're able to get more profits. Yeah. And if it's lower, if you're just starting out, uh, then you, know, you might wait a little bit and you might do the manual repricing yourself. But we've seen people you know, typically around 100, 100 plus listings. And then, you know, then you're able to use, you're able to monitor your price. You're able to keep track of your pricing and it's going to save you uh, valuable time, which you could be doing in other parts of your business, like sourcing, for example. At one point, is you know, what you hear a lot is you have the spending goal. So once you get to a certain amount, you got to spend money uh, to keep on getting more products in, and then then those products will sell. Let's say if they're doing replens, then uh, there's a certain demand for those products. Yeah. So you know, typically we say uh, you know about a hundred listings, uh, and you can start out as fifty. But typically, earlier you start, the earlier you know how to use configure it, and you can also get more profits faster as well. Yeah, for sure. And that's about the answer we give to once you find yourself kind of inconveniently spending more time than you'd like to be setting your prices and monitoring everything, it's time to get a repricer. And, and about 100 ASINs is typically where that starts happening is what we've noticed 100 listings. So all right, now, we're going to start kind of getting into the uh, now that we've kind of covered the basics, you know, what is it about be cool? You've got some some different conditional settings and some rule based settings. And let's start getting into a little bit of the, the training portion on your particular tool. And, and again, keeping in mind, uh, we're going to do our best for those who just listen to this podcast. Like I said in the introduction, there are some visuals. You don't have to have them, but they may be helpful. So we'll stick a link in the show notes so you can go catch this on YouTube if you want to see some of these. And if there's any like handouts or maybe some PDFs of the, of the visuals you've used. Hey, sorry to cut this episode short, but there's a good reason for it. At this point in the conversation, Samuel started to introduce us to some features of BeQual that you kind of need to see to fully grasp. So what we decided to do was include the audio portion only for those of you who have just heard this episode so far. And then we want to encourage you to go over to silentgym.com slash learn repricing. That's silentgym.com slash learn repricing. And you can see the full demo as we dive into some of the features and how to use the tool. We go in depth into some of the really cool, unique strategies that you can use and you can begin to see how you can distinguish your replin selling business from any and all competitors out there 
with any number of combination of different uses of the way the tool is structured. So rather than try to describe that to you, jump over to silentgym.com slash learn repricing, all one word, or there's a link in the show notes near this video where you can go watch the full video. So go watch it, enjoy, and hey, we'll have another great episode for you again very soon, Business Building Warrior. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.